Hey everybody and welcome back to another episode of Graceful Vibin' with Brit. It's 2024. Uh, I hope that you guys are off to a fresh start, um, that the good vibes are flowing and um, the adrenaline's rushing to have a great year, uh, filled with hope, joy. I, I definitely hope it's a good one for for me um, and my family. I the first day of the year was a little bit of a reminder of, like, mm, this shit still exists. The bullshit that, that's been going on in my life still exists. And life was like, here's a little reminder of it. And I'm like, I didn't forget. It's it's only the first day. Uh, but it, there it was, presenting itself. And I just know that I need to somehow make these changes happen. I, I did have to spend a lot of last year learning to process and deal with my grief. And I, I know that I'll always carry it, but... I just, there was so much stuff that happened, I just felt beat down day after day, and I I know that I gotta get back on my whole journey here, and I, I, did, I did great, and I don't want to end up like I was before, when I was depressed, and, and I just let myself go, and shut out the world, so I've, I have learned a lot last year with dealing with grief, and um, also being a very empathetic person, uh, take can take things too personally or feel too much. And, um, I, I knew as the year was ending that, you know, I know people hate resolutions for whatever reason. They just really hate them or they really love them. But my, my goals for the year are to continue to grow and, um, take myself out of negative situations. Um, I have a, the worst, one of the worst neighbor problems and putting it, I, I vent and I put it out there on the internet, but it's like, why? Cause nobody really understands what I'm going through. And you either have people that want to fight fire with fire, or people that don't understand because I'd have to hold, write a whole book about the situation. That being said, um, you know, these people have done this for 10 plus years. They've chased everybody out. I've wrote, written letters to the mayor, and I've I've done what I felt like I could do, except for hire an attorney. But I know that there's been civil lawsuits against them for stalking, and they violate those. They're violent people. Uh, the police department are not going to do anything unless there's a physical threat or they um, hurt us. And I don't want it to be at, reach that level. Here's a long story short: we don't communicate with them. We don't talk to them. We ignore them. Uh, talking to all the neighbors, this they don't like people living next to them. They just don't. And they make everybody's life miserable. They hate everybody that lives next to them. You don't even have to do anything. They are just miserable human beings. And they want to live a shitty life, keep a crappy property. I'm telling you, if, they're, if something happened and their property caught on fire, all of our houses would go down with it. Because there's so much dry wood and cars and junk and piles of tires. And... um. You know, they got the dog outside in the kennel all the time because they're breeding and that's why breeders get bad names and this is why people don't like that people breed dogs because they keep that poor dog outside all of the time, even when it's cold. But our animal shelter is so full they're not even taking complaints or calls and it's just a it's just a chaotic mess like these people just don't stay out of our lives they just they they're involved in it so we were told to put security cameras up which we did and they didn't like that so they stuck a camera in their window now mind you i'm going to explain this the best i can 
this is our property, entire property line on the, their window. Like, their the fence touches their house and basically can't even squeeze through. They just, they're just doing it to be assholes. And it's against the law. You cannot sit there and put a video camera in and watch everything that we do. But they've gotten away with it. They've done it to everybody. And unless we take them to court, this shit's never going to stop. They've, they've literally been to court, I think, four times, I found out, the last ten years. And they um, have done some really bad things to some of the people that lived around them. And they shouldn't even be allowed to own animals. Um, but I'm not going to fight fire with fire. And if this doesn't feel like my home anymore, I'm going to sell. I, I'm not letting them win. I'm just not. I'm not going to live like this. I'm choosing not to live gonna, to live like this. Um, there was some real stuff that happened with the real estate deal that, that caused some of this, which is upsetting, and maybe you can take care of it that way, through that avenue. Um, but it's time to move forward, and even if that means... It, to me, it's not letting anybody win. To me, it is making sure that my mental health and my mental clarity <laughs> are good. I don't. I know that we just bought this and we've spent, uh, we've invested a lot of money, and it was a fixer-upper, um, and we've cleaned up the property, and there's some equity, sweat equity in it for us. But I don't know. I, 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 I we were going to leave Utah before we bought this house. Then the opportunity presented itself, and it was like, okay, well, maybe we're meant to stay here. We're not meant to move, or we're not meant to move yet. So we ended up buying this. And I'm telling you, we've done a lot of hard labor ourselves, and it's been a, it was a really exhausting year. On And it was just like every week, every day, it was something with them. Um, but they run their diesel trucks, and they face their trucks at our yard, and our houses are fumigated with their the diesel fuel, and it's disgusting. And they do it just to be a nuisance and it's sad that they live that way they just intentionally are angry they're very angry people although they have posted some videos on tiktok about us and it all started because they had my cat my cat got out we were making french fries and um i opened the window i live in a the tiny house is small so you know the smoke just sets the fire alarm off. I opened the window, my cat got out. And uh, they have a trap back there, I guess. And she was trapped in there. She was trapped in there all night. They didn't answer any correspondence. The next day, someone was home. I mean, they, they tried to play it off like no one was home. But here, their dryer vent faces our house. Their dryer's going. I wouldn't have gone and knocked on the door. You know, like, their cars are home. The dryer's running. Send a text message. No response. Knock on the door. There's a gentleman inside telling the dogs to, that they keep inside to be quiet. Leave a note on the door. They remove the note from the door. Wait a few hours. Knock again. Tell them at this point, we're going to call the cops if you don't let our cat out. She's back there crying. Her face is messed up from pushing on the cage. She's got a big scar on her nose. And wait a few hours. They still don't answer. Call the cops. Cops call her. She immediately lets the cat out, but then makes a video and posts, posts it on TikTok about my mother saying, neighbor, hashtag neighbor wars, hashtag I hope you fall, all kinds of shit. And then people automatically defend them. And this is the thing I hate about the internet is like, you know, there are times when people were actually wrong and more often than not. 
and how we are such bad animal people because our cat got out. Not and these nobody, everybody making these stupid replies back to this single video without knowing anything about anybody's life or the situation. I always think, I always think there's more to it. I just do. That's how my brain functions when somebody posts something. And sometimes there's not something more to it, but more more times it's not. It's somebody just being angry and posting something, um, doing it out of spite. And look, there were people that were saying, why didn't you just give them their cat back? Like, it's easy. She could have just let her freaking cat out. But these people have some hate in them. And I was worried that they were going to do something to my cat. I mean, who doesn't let a cat out? I mean, what are you going to do with her? Take her to the desert and, and drop her off? Are you going to shoot her? I mean, I don't know what was going to happen, but I knew that they weren't willing to let her out. Which made me nervous because I, I've heard the horror stories of situations with people and I was like, they will be the people that would do something. Um, and it didn't have to be like this. All they had to do was let her out. So that, that baffles me. But you know, people were like, my my cat's gotten out and my neighbors have never been like this. Why are you acting like this? And then obviously there's people that live in misery and hate and are agreeing with a story they know nothing about. (laughs) Um, they told the cops they were in uh, catching out of town catching minks, but then she posted online she was in Vegas, so they can't even keep their story straight. Long story short, I mean, I when I knew my cat was back there, I was like, oh shit, like it ha- had to be in their yard. But they were intentionally trapping animals because they're doing something back there. Um, I knew it was going to be a disaster, and it really didn't have to be. It really it just been a neighborly thing. Hey, my cat got out. It's in your trap that you put out for whatever reason. And can I have her back, please? It, it didn't need to be more than that. But these people are so full of freaking hate. And I, I, I'm learning that there are multiple people that are in this situation. There are a lot of people that aren't. And I, I get the feedback of, like, why let them win? Well... I'm not, I'm, I don't plan on spending my years being at a war with them or, I mean, we don't even associate, we don't talk, we don't give in to any of their little antics that they've been doing, their little trash tree they put up, um, we don't give it in, into any of it and I think it's making them angry, even angrier because I don't think they've ever dealt with somebody that has just ignored them, <laughs> um, and, and protected themselves because, you know, the police are like, nobody's put cameras up. Put cameras up. You have to show your side of the truth. They put cameras up. You need to protect yourself. So that's what, that's what we did because they lie. They, they're good at getting away with things. Um, I've written letters to the mayor and it's just like nothing's going to be done unless they hurt somebody. Uh, we got amnesty for my mom to be in her fifth wheel. Um, I want that in writing, but instead the lieutenant called me and said that, you know, if she calls, code enforcement's not going to come out. He's in, he's above everybody. For whatever reason, she verbally told us we can have, where I have amnesty. And, um, you know, everybody knows from the police department to code enforcement. Well, obviously it didn't because after my cat got out, she called the city on us again. City calls us and wants to come to the property when we were assured by the mayor that we had amnesty and I would not be getting a call from anybody. We got a call. Um, and then she called the cops the same night. I mean, these people are lunatics. Like, I, I don't, I don't understand it, but I know that they are willing to go out of their way to make anybody and everybody that lives next to them miserable. 
they've been here for a long time. I don't think they have plans of leaving. Their whole backyard is full of so much shit. It would take them a year to clean it up. And I don't want to live like this. So uh, I'm hoping that things change in the housing market and that we can move. I I kind of want to get out of Utah. Um, the air quality is not great here. A ton of people have moved into the state. Um, pollution is a, a is a big problem here because we kind of live in this bowl. We get an inversion. Um, the lake is drying up and um, there are clouds seeding because we're not getting as much snow as we should even though last year we got pounded with snow. This year uh, has we have gotten really nothing. Um, and the inversion's been bad. It's really bad right now. You look outside, it's just like this haze. Uh, but the the water draining in 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 the Great Salt Lake, it, it when the wind blows, there's arsenic in the in the sand, and that's what they're worried about. Um, they're so worried about it that they continue to give out building building permits, and they've grown so much. And then they tell everybody it's the residents' responsibility to work from home, like your employers are doing that any, anymore. And it's the residents' responsibility to stop driving to work. Uh, and it's the residents' responsibility. But you know, this city, this state is profit over people. It's just crowded. People from California have flooded this state. Look, I know you got to get out of a state that is not ideal with your your politics or whatnot, but um, there's a lot of people that live there. And they have um, inundated Idaho and Montana and Utah and Arizona and Vegas and Texas, and things have gotten really expensive, especially in Idaho and Utah and um, part, parts of Arizona so expensive that houses are, you know, 50, 60, 70% over the national average. So when people say, oh, Brittany, uh, houses are high everywhere. And I, and I go and I look in their cities or I look in, I've checked four different cities, you know, Syracuse, New York and, and North Carolina, Virginia, and houses are like not that much <laughs> compared to here. You can get a cracker box here for 600,000. That has nothing has been done. And somebody from California will outbid you between fifty and a hundred thousand dollars in cash over the asking price. That's how bad it is. Apartments, people can't rent afford to rent apartments. The low income lists are insane. We have a really bad homeless population population problem right now because of that. We have um, uh, kids and young younger kids in uh, college that can't even afford an apartment. I mean, one bedrooms are going for about sixteen hundred dollars. It is unaffordable, and this state has turned into profit over people, and that's exactly why I left Las Vegas. Um, the growth from the Raiders being there uh, was insane. Uh, <laughs> absolutely insane. It is like a mini little California. I, I get it's great to live there, uh, to visit there, but it was once my home, and it didn't doesn't feel like home. I, I went back there in May, and it it doesn't feel like home anymore. Um, it's changed. The dynamics have changed. The crime. The people are angry. They gamble their money away. They're drunk. They have to work all week at a job they hate just to go and, you know, live that process all over again. Drinks, gambling, crime. It's what that state is. Um, and I grew up in Henderson, which is outside of Vegas. And I love that that's that city and I've made a lot of friends and I graduated there and I've worked in that town for a long time and um 
it's where all of my memories are. But there was also a lot of bad that happened to me. And I had to move from there to here to, for, to get out of my depression. And I had to make the changes and it was hard and it was tough, but I grew to love where I live. And now I feel like we're outgrowing here and we need a fresh new start. Um, so I hope that like, if life is challenging you, whatever your challenges are, these are mine. Um, but I know we all have different challenges in life and different dreams and goals. And I don't see my dreams and goals happening here. Um, I hope that the new year, this new year, uh, you know, you can break free of your shell a little bit and move forward towards moving or, um, starting a new career, uh, taking more trips, doing things that you love, making more memories because life is short, uh, time is fragile and there are many moments in my life that I wish I could take back. Um, not back, but go back in time. Uh, give my dad one more hug. Uh, I think the grief, I spent a lot of time grieving last year, lost him in 2021, but last year, uh, 22 and 23 are such a haze to me because it's like, the first year you spend, like, this is un- all of the first, and it's kind of unreal, and how do you keep getting through things, and then you go into the next year of anger, and um, for me it was anger and sadness, and everything that ha- bad has happened, I'm like, you know, yelling, why aren't you here, why aren't you here to fix us, why did you leave us, um, that's how I feel, because he was our rock. He was the one who got us through the hard times. Like, no one messed with him. My dad was, like, this stubborn German, but also very kind-hearted. And, um, he was my best friend. And, you know, our childhood was rough, but he made up for it when we grew up. We became really close, and he he made up for that time. And I think that's why it hurt so much, because I felt like we had more time. And, and finding him was hard. You know, most people, um, or what you imagine or what you see on TV is like somebody being told they lost a loved one, but not really experiencing it. Like, we found my dad. When I saw him, I was like, he's gone. I knew he was gone. I just knew from the way he looked that he was just a shell. But spending six hours, you know, waiting for them to figure out if we did something, they treat it like a crime scene. And then... Um, once they figure out it's not, they, um, all leave and you're, you are there with him. We were there with him until the mortuary was able to come and get him. And that was a painful, long six hours, but you know, you, you get to touch him one more time, touch his hair, touch his hands, but you know, you can't bring him back. And that, it's a long time. It's a long time to, um, to grieve like that, like at that very moment. It's unrealistic and it's hard. It's so hard to see someone you love so much like that. And, um, but yet you don't want them to leave because their body's gone. Um, and that's hard. It's hard. Um, and I've gained weight and I've kind of just, I kind of gave up on myself and, um, Nobody really knows what that, not nobody, but there's a lot of people that don't know what that pain is like until you actually experience it. And I've experienced loss with my grandparents and an uncle, but nothing like this. Um, 
so I thought this property was going to be great. And we found, when we first moved in, my mom found this quarter, 1956, the year my dad was born. And it was like the sign, we're supposed to be here. But everything just feels so tangled. Like, we just bought this house. So it's, it's, it's hard to imagine um, getting out of it. But I know we probably have some equity in it. We've put a lot of money into it. And... Um, the upgrades and everything and making this property ours um, unfortunately it doesn't feel like home anymore as much as I love my little house and everything we've done to it it's definitely time for a change and I'm hoping my career takes off and um, keep pushing towards that keep do what I love and what I love is cooking I don't want it to feel like work I want it to feel like fun and I want to bring back those good times in the kitchens and, and people's kitchens and, and creating memories together through food and a healthy relationship with food and laughs and dancing and singing and all that stuff you do when you've had a hard day at work and you just want to come home, cook some dinner, and... Um, make those memories um i'm doing a dry january so there won't be any wine in the kitchen right now <laughs> but uh i i got the health goals and i just hope that you see your value and i know that some of you have people in your life that can make you feel like you're never going to get out of your situation um or make you feel worthless you have to detox from all those people you've got to get rid of the negativity i am going to be using that block button so much more this year because i cannot i'm not going to let people that don't want to change into my life i know people hurt and i've always been so empathetic and i know people hurt and i know people are angry but at some point people are just unwilling to change and they take it out on me in my dms and they are nasty to me in my comments and I I have to also protect my inner peace. I can't let some people that are not willing to progress in their life destroy mine in the meantime mentally. We we can only we can only handle so much. And adding social media and exposing yourself, yes, that comes with it, but we also have the right on our ends to make sure that that doesn't happen. And I just have to be stronger in that aspect so that way I can keep my strength and keep me moving forward and growing and learning and bringing more peace to my life. I wish you find you, your peace, your happiness, and you don't let obstacles stand in your way anymore and you start living your life again. Um, like I said, everybody's situation's different. Be a little kinder. Spread a little bit more love. Work on yourself. Grow. When you feel stuck, write write it down. Figure out where where can you start first, and go from there. I know it seems like the silliest, easiest solution, but sometimes everything's so stuck in our head that if we just get it out, even talking, record yourself, um, make a voice memo, write it down, sh call somebody and, and talk it out. Call somebody that has, find a group, build an empire around you of people that are like-minded and want to grow and learn and are, are, are definitely not closed-minded people. You need open-minded people in your life. Open-minded people in your life bring um, reality. 
Uh, they're realistic. I'm realistic. I see the sides to everything and then I form an opinion and a decision. I'm not so close-minded. I just believe what anybody says. Um, we need a lot more of that. We need a lot more um, togetherness, a lot more love, less hate. Um, surround yourself with that. That's probably one of the first steps is detoxing the bad from your life so you can let in the good. I'm sending you all good vibes. Thank you for always supporting me. You can follow me on X, uh, Twitter, whatever you still call it, at Graceful Vibin. I will be back next week, and we'll keep this rolling. We'll keep it going. Let's keep the positive vibes. Let's let's feel the feels, feel the emotions of what's currently going on, but let's not let it stop us this year from becoming the best version of ourselves. Um, I'll see you guys next week. Be graceful to yourselves.